I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. What? Huh? <laughs> Little class holes, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Alan, Rockman, Murr. <laughs> Here we I are. was waiting on it like a Merry Christmas and welcome <laughs> into the middle class holes. I am stunned by your festive getup, Mr. Fox. I must say that is the uh, the the Randy Quaid classic right there, buddy. Now is that um is that Christmas Vacation or is that from the uh, like the original Vacation? No, it's it's Christmas Vacation, and it's the uh, <clears throat> it is the Christmas Eve party attire. Yeah, that he was rocking. Now, what I don't know, I think he, I think he changes into the suit for dinner. Because remember, he goes out and uh, kidnaps Brian Doyle Murray. Chevy chases, yeah. uh, and then when his wife's on the phone, she says he was wearing a blue leisure suit. He's a tall, gangly man. So you know, back when, back in the day, it was in 1989 that it's still, you know, I guess, poqua or what do we did status quo to, uh, to. Change into a suit for dinner, even for Christmas Eve. I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're cousin Eddie, I mean, maybe. But but you did it. But he he did a classy move poorly, which is what makes cousin Eddie like a, a great character. But what what I find so amazing about this attire is, should we start combining the best elements of all holidays? Like, okay. People do ugly sweater parties, right? So there's a dress-up aspect to these, like, Christmas parties. Can can we start doing almost, like, Christmas ween or Hallamass? Something like that, <laughs> where we're, like, actually, like, kind of just combining our favorite aspects. Have a huge spread like Thanksgiving. Dress up like Halloween and celebrate Christmas. All in the same fun, festive modality that just makes America goddamn great. I am, I am, I am, I'm mad at you and so like happy that you've done this, that you've dressed up like Cousin Eddie. It's like a Halloween costume for Christmas. It's awesome. I don't, I'm, uh, and as I mentioned to you before we got on, there's a, there's a pants portion of this. It's the green, green pants that I got in hand, but I'm wearing that to my cousin's formal Christmas. It's formal. It's informal now. No one dresses up anymore. But I'm wearing that to Christmas Day extravaganza, total asshole style. Now I don't have a pair of white dress shoes, but uh, you know, we'll see. I got a pair of white running shoes. Well, I mean, I feel like you gotta get the white, the yeah, white you wingtips. Gotta get the white loafers now. <sighs> I mean, it's a... like a few days before Christmas, man. Everything is tightened up. I guess I could hit up a Goodwill or uh, <clears throat> something, something like that. Uh, they gotta have that gold. They gotta have that gold buckle on them too, man. Oh, <laughs> God damn, that's yeah, so. Just, that gotta, is... like, just fucking hit the pay less and get you like some ladies' fucking white loafers and just fucking <laughs> slap a fuck. Go buy like a cheap belt from the fucking Walmart and make yourself some fucking loafers. Yeah, these are. You're talking about when you said gold belt. You were talking about on the loafers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, little gold band that's on there. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, those are. We those those would really be a just a is, real good. Those are the Gucci ones, right? <clears throat> are they Gucci? Yeah. Uh, with that with Gucci, the, like, not spelled like Gucci. With the horseshoe buckle. Mm. They're like the horse buckle. <laughs> They're Gucci, but a little, a little bit more with a C H. Yeah. What were you saying about like combining these holidays? Like, is this? How is this doing so? 
Well, because, I mean, come on, man. That, like, let's be honest. Like, you're not doing that because that's something that you would wear to, <laughs> to, to a real Christmas party. That's not how Wes Fox would, like, dress to go to anything no, unless he's no. just being an asshole. But the only reason you're doing that is because Cousin Eddie wore that in Christmas Vacation. So I'm saying you're almost combining, like, a Halloween. Co- like, you could wear that at Halloween, and I feel like everybody would know what you're doing. Right. Right. You're absolutely so- 100%. And so what I'm saying is, it's like Christmas dinner is always good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, like, let's all dress up like assholes for Christmas. Have like the biggest, most awesome spread possible, like to rival Thanksgiving, and then do Christmas and you know exchange gifts and just have like, just mix the greatest American holidays. I mean, think about it. Like, Halloween's almost like a warm up to what's coming. I mean, it's. Uh, end of October through the end of the year, all the way into New Year's, like that's, I mean, come on, man, we like, get all these breaks, you get all these holidays. It's awesome. It's it's everything that makes America America. It's the last thing that we're all holding on to that we celebrate in unison. Yeah, there's yeah. even sprinkled in. I think there's like there's Veterans Day in there. There might be Johnny Appleseed Day, Arbor Day, <laughs> some of the best important days. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. You're right. Halloween does kind of commence the kickoff to holiday season. You got about two months worth of. It's getting colder. Days are getting shorter. They want to. They want to jolly up. Actually, matter of fact, you'll wake up and it's dark, and you get you you get off of work and it's dark. Tomorrow that changes, though, folks. Just keep that in mind. You might not oh. notice that minute and a half, but it changes tomorrow. Oh, I'll notice. <laughs> Oh, there's a difference, man. When you when you're walking around in it, you, you start you can tell. You can see that sun setting just a little bit later every single day. And they seriously, I we need to figure out what what Congress did with this whole like daylight saving thing. I feel like they came across, they gave us all hope like what two years ago now, and and I keep hearing like nope, this is it. We're done. We're we're doing it one more time. We're doing it one more time, and we keep fucking doing it. I'm tired of it. We, we've talked about this ad nausea, man. I don't know. I know. Run for Congress. Write a letter. Vote. Because <laughs> I know what? you don't. I know you don't. I vote. I vote. I, I blindly vote in every election. <laughs> <coughs> Scribble something. Oh, God. Something. I, the white wingtip loafers. I, I got a nice spread here. Oh, All right. All right. But it does make me want to step up my holiday game because this is basically how I dress to like all Christmas attire parties, and yeah, you know, I just look like a lumberjack with a Santa hat on. And I, I, yeah, I feel like you've, I feel like you've, you've, you've crossed into a new realm of possibilities. See, in what I sat down on the chair, and you guys noticed it right away. You guys started chuckling. I'll have to explain this to someone this upcoming Monday, dude. Just. I guarantee that movie's going to be playing somewhere. So just yeah, have I, it. I understand make that. Make sure it's on. It's usually my litmus test for, you know, good sense of humor, good morals, good values, good everything versus I think, shitty everything. I, I think what's actually funnier is the person who doesn't get it. Yeah. They just think you dress like an asshole. <laughs> and no one's going to, yeah, don't even explain it to them. Just like, hey, how you doing? It's my normal attire. Like, Oh, you like you like my cardigan? It's, yeah, thanks. I'm in my 40s now. I mean, this is you know, this, this is what I like. That's fair. <laughs> this but, is what I just done. But at some point, make sure you take the sweater off so you have the half 
the half t- <laughs> turtleneck on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this thing comes like here. I mean, <laughs> there's not much room below this V-neck to... Uh, to, to help out with that. So we'll see. We'll see how drunk I get. I don't know. The Eagles are on. I'm going to a bunch of, uh, it's, it's, it's an Eagle centric crowd. So they're going to get a, by that point, they may not even care. They might, they might fucking spray paint my chest with a knee. Well, they're going to be spray painting their fucking calendar with an L. It looks like, cause uh, yeah, those Eagles falling apart real fast. Mm. Sad, but predictable. That's right. Well, middle class holds everyone an official announcement. Murr, Allen, and Fox, man, thank you all. So, is it everyone get their Christmas shopping done? Everyone get all their stuff? Barely. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, because I had that uh, that stupid like uh, Super Mario Brothers Piranha Plant hand puppet thing, the debacle that uh, eBay fucked me on. I found it. I finally found it, and it came today. So the kid, uh, the boy's Christmas list is a hundred percent complete. And that's all that really matters, right? You get your wife stuff a couple days, week, month. We don't buy each other anything anymore. It's glorious. Mm. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, we say we don't, but we always get each other a little something, something. And we split season tickets to the Orioles. Wow, how romantic. Mm. You kidding me? It's love. That is love. That is love. Man, I actually paid a trip to, uh, uh, because I got off early today. Went down to Arundel Mills, and Alan, you're familiar with that. Murr, uh, take you know the biggest mall you know and times it by two, and and there's a casino attached to it, which is twenty four seven. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get your Christmas shopping done, you go on in and drown your sorrows in some blackjack and roulette and crap. And what's left? Yeah. That's right. Um, and it was yeah. I mean, this was. This was like parking at the fucking debt, like a quarter mile away from the nearest entrance. The Bass Pro Shop area was just, you couldn't, you could, it was just a sea of cars. And I get it, you know, there's a lot of fishermen around here, a lot of people who need, you know, Yeti camping gear and uh, some of the latest hooks that, you know, lures that are going to get you the biggest bass you've ever caught. But goddamn. Dude, I, I'm, I'm actually shocked by that because we went to go see Santa at the mall and there wasn't even a line for Santa. It was like, walk up, get your picture taken. Like, there was nobody. Like, they were having conversations about, like, their personal lives as we walked up because there was nobody there. Nothing. Just tchotchke shops all up and down. Macy's is, like, partitioned off now. Like, they don't even, like, they can't even fill the whole store with stuff anymore. Um, the saddest thing in the universe is apparently Toys R Us and Macy's have now combined and so now there's like there's a Toys R Us section in Macy's, and it's just it's pathetic. It's terrible. So when you they were they had like they they had a guy out there like flagging traffic, but it wasn't to like to show you where to park. It was just to beg you to come to the stores. Please, we do have <laughs> things. Come look at them. You don't have to buy them. Just come look. We're trying to keep the lease open. Malls are dead, man. Malls are dead. You're right. The South, does that mean, if malls are dead, does that mean the Salvation Army's dead? Or do they just plant them out in front of uh, grocery Walmart. stores? Yeah, Walmart. They're, yeah, yeah, they just go to Walmarts now. And did you know, did you know that they now accept credit card donations? Damn. For, like, years, I was able to be like, sorry, man, I don't have cash. I just got my card. And it's like, that's all right. Maybe next time. And then now it's like, sorry, buddy, I don't have cash. I just have my card. And it's like, oh, I've got a square. Fuck you. 
It's got a square and an iPhone. You can just like whoop, swipe it and give whatever you want. And then, you know, and before it was like you could curl a dollar up and just like, there you go. And it seemed like you were being, you know, nice and generous. And now they know exactly how cheap you are because you have to type it into their phone. Were you, let me, let me backtrack a minute. Did you say, was it you that was saying, sorry, man, get you next time? Or was it, were you saying that was the Salvation Army guy ringing the bell said that? He said, oh, you can get me next time. Yeah. I, like, no, I don't have any cash. He didn't say it. Like, you didn't say it like that. You said, get me next time. It's wow. funny that the, the guy who now accepts card is much smarter in your impersonation of these people. If you go back and listen, you're like, it's okay. Get me next time. Hey, I accept card now. <laughs> I did not catch that, but well, right. you know, it only takes one type of person to ring a bell. It takes another type to use technology. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we rung the bell for philanthropy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Rosberg. I didn't even know what philanthropy was until I had to do that. Yeah, I thought it was some sort of weird sex act. We rung the bell like what outside of the Goodwill, the Goodwill store. <laughs> Food line was the one I had is, to do it is at. Is that where you were? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we were at different spots. Was it just like a regular ass, like just bell, like? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It sucked. Yeah. It was cold. This was all to just. We thought that the fraternity that Alan and I were both in at the great old, beautiful, wonderful, amazing, academic centric university known as Frostburg State. We had a fraternity that was a bit of a, a bit of an eyesore to to the university, and we thought by doing some, you know, unpaid labor that helped out the town and the community that it would get them off our backs. They didn't give a fuck. We just should have partied more. Should have yeah. partied harder. We should have stole the, the money from bins. the Salvation Army. Yeah, that's right. should have took the donation bins and gotten drunk with it. But you know, <laughs> now did you guys like sign up? Did you guys file paperwork like? specifically stating that the money you collected was going to go to a specific cause? Like, with the university, or with, like, you mean... Anybody! Like with, like, Did you file, like, official paperwork that, like, would go on some sort of tax form to say, we did this act, we collected this money, we gave this much money? Because I'm starting to... I'm thinking of, like... <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you guys out there, gangling, hey, you guys get some money, we're raising, <laughs> raising cash for kids. Good and... time. <laughs> we're, we're that person, got it. Yeah, uh, you are. No, are we, I mean, we, uh, <laughs> and then you go down to the liquor store and buy a couple 30 packs and throw a rager. When you say, like, you, did you guys check, the literal you as in me, no, the royal you, as in someone from someone our fraternity, the organization checked. Yeah, I, sure. I, I suspect. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, look, we had one of those official red buckets on the fucking yeah. like TP stand, so I think it was real. I think it was legit. Were, were you guys actually like, you know, was it supposed to be for the Salvation Army, or was it yeah. just like this will yeah, this will really con them to putting some cash in the pot? No, yeah, I mean that 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 was legitimately what we were supposed to be doing. Okay. They used so they used to advertise a lot through the university, like, hey, you know, spread the Yuletide cheer, give your two cents, be community centric, be neighborly. And we're like, okay, the university in the town 
and the cops hate us. Let's put our letters on. Let's ring this fucking bell for an hour at a time. You know, we'll take shifts, and it'll look really good. Yeah. That's, that's basically yeah. it. That's about it. Did you guys at least wear your letters or anything? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We wore letters while we did okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's that. It was a, there was a bit of a pandering, a little bit of an, you know, an advertising. Like, hey, we're not just blacking out on Friday, every Friday night and Saturday and some Thursdays. We're, you know, we, we're good guys, too. It was more like we blacked out yesterday and we're here now. So <laughs> look at that. That's growth. That's <laughs> worth a dollar. That's a skill. Not to mention we were fucking, like, the Salvation Army, at least for me, my location, I was parked outside of, like, legitimately, like, the Goodwill store, which was quite a big fucking store in prosperous fucking Allegheny County. Uh, Just (laughs) tons of people with extra cash burning a hole in their pocket up in coal country. Yeah, <laughs> walking into the Goodwill with her secondhand yeah. everything. Yeah, good, good good, spot. I think we made like 85 cents the whole day. <laughs> hey, listen, you made 85 cents, but it's true. You, you won a lot of hearts over. I right? think we did. Yeah. Horseshoe KZ. Interesting. These boys. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna amount to something. Future future diplomats there, right there. But the reason I asked about the bell, Alan, you were in the you went to Catholic school and stuff. Did they did they ever do like like the bell like you know like the the choir kind of thing like the musical mm-hmm. boom like the yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Are those different bells than like the normal bell? Like are they is it like a musical instrument type of bell or is it like just a regular ass bell that has a different tone? Um, I mean, bells are pretty simplistic. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're, like, if you have a bell at, like, church or, like, a fucking, like, band, like, an actual band, they're, like, quality. They, the Salvation Army bell was, like, they picked one up at fucking Amazon or, or fucking Walmart. And we're, like, here's your, here's a bell. This is a little handheld bell. But, like, yeah, to your point, like, the ones that are musically used, like, in a Christmas pageant. They are different sizes because it creates different tones, and they're made out of like nice stuff, not fucking whatever the Salvation Army gave us. I know. I just, I just feel like if the Salvation Army would use a more quality bell, I might be more apt to give them some cash because it's just, it's ear piercing. I don't even yeah. want to approach the bucket because I just want to get away from it. I just want to sprint past them. And I, I just remember when we did go to church. I just remember the church officially got like their. Their, their set of bells and somebody was learning the bells and no one was allowed to touch the bells unless they were wearing like white cotton gloves and then there was yeah. always that weird that weird motion that yeah. <sighs> like they were ripping their own shoulder out of socket and yeah. I just wondered if yeah if that was a different type of bell or if you know but yes yours was just a brass bowl with a fishing weight inside of it yeah <laughs> Yeah, like you get the white gloves out for the nice ones, you know, nice like fucking cherry handle. It's like polished brass. You get to get the gloves out for that one in in your church. You don't give the fucking local shithead fraternity fucking thousand dollar bells to go try to collect no. fucking funds. Like, yeah, no, little piece of shit. Now you take that off of a cat's, uh, you know, cat's necklace and just fucking attach it to. A toothpick or something. Jinxies, you know, jinx from uh, the parents who just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, you just shake, you just shake that that cat collar. 
<clears throat> it was lovely. There was a, I'm trying to think of another one. There was a sorority who, well, it was our sister sorority. They were trying to, uh, they volunteered in Orange Julius. And I think the deal was part of the proceeds went to them. So I guess it's not volunteering, really. It was a, a, a work thing. But one, excuse me, you grabbed me a 22-ounce Coors Light here. Coors Original. Um, there were, yeah, they were asking us, like, hey, what, you should come down. Get yourself a, get yourself an orange milkshake. And I was like, well, one, it's about seven or eight miles away. I don't want to drive down that far. And two, I don't, I don't, what little money I have, I don't want to spend on a 16 to 20-ounce I don't even know what these things it was like. Orange juice mash, orange juice. Oh no, they're they're like smoothies, man. Oh, just, that's yeah. all they are. But I mean, I wouldn't have gone down there either, honestly. No. Like, Come get some orange Julius from me. I'd be like, eh, I'm all right. <laughs> Thanks. Eight, $8. Right, we're gonna go ring some bells. <laughs> <laughs> Eight dollar uh, uh, orange smoothie. No, I don't. I think I can think a lot of better things. I'm gonna spend eight dollars on. I could find two more dollars. I can find a dime bag. Or, you know, eight $1 Schlitz at, at LB's, all right? Yeah. Layoff. Schlitzes. <laughs> Whatever, Spree. <laughs> well, speaking of ringing bells. <laughs> uh, doctors issue a warning after a man tears a hole in his throat by trying to stifle a sneeze while driving in the first case of its kind. So this comes out of Scotland. A uh, guy was driving... And he tried to, he was he had to sneeze and tried to hold it. Doesn't really say how. I, mean, I guess he probably held his nose or something like that. So in the first case of his kind, unnamed patient in his 30s had to go to the hospital in excruciating pain after he held his nose and closed his mouth. So I lied about, they didn't explain how he, <laughs> how he didn't sneeze. Uh, <laughs> if the mouth and nose are closed during a sneeze, uh, the pressure in the upper airways can increase up to 20 times. So this is, this is what humored me about this is that, <laughs> I don't know, just reading things out of Scotland's funny. <laughs> Niall Wells Hospital in Dundee <laughs> showed that he suffered a two by two millimeter tear in his windpipe. So it wasn't exactly some fucking, you know, boa, bowie knife, boa, bowie knife, just getting jammed in there or whatever, you know, two by two, not nothing to uh, bat an eye at or bat a windpipe at, <laughs> but I guess, but I know what's your takeaway from this? Stop holding your nose in your mouth when you have to sneeze well, while you're driving. Why would you? That seems more violent than the actual sneeze. Like, I mean, I know you don't expect your your throat to explode, but like yeah. that, like I, that just seems more distracting than just letting it letting it fly. I always thought your eardrums would burst. So this is a this is a whole new realm. This is something you actually can terrify children with, and just be like, if you got to sneeze. Just sneeze. I saw William try to like hold his nose one time and just sneeze, and I smacked the shit out of his hands. Like, no, 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 no. You gotta sneeze. You go, man. But that's. I can't imagine. Just he's thirty. I thought he'd be like ninety, and like his skin would be paper thin, and it. You know what I mean? Like this is like a guy who's got like robust sinew, and it just blasted through the front of his fucking larynx. That's wild. Well, first of all, 30s. So he could be 39. I'm not saying that that's you know in the world of difference or anything like that, but just just clearing clearing the air here. Um, the other thing I, I, I've heard of it's just like instances where guys who have uh, uh, <clears throat> pulled back muscles from sneezing too hard. I heard like someone cracked a rib once. 
Yeah, you can do that. I, I mean, especially coughing, like a, a really good coughing fit. There was actually like this story a few weeks ago that the there, there was a, some strain of flu that was causing coughing fits and people were, yeah, were breaking ribs, coughing too hard. I mean, I feel like you got to have some good muscles in the old the old titty realm to crack your own ribs. Yeah. Do you, so do you foresee yeah. if, if this guy has to uh, has to sneeze again? What do you think he does, Alan? Just <laughs> I would be I'd, I'd be almost petrified to sneeze again in general, period. Like, I'd be like, I don't even I just plug my nostrils and hope for the best. Like I just breathe through my mouth now. Fucking no, hope. Hopefully I'd never have to sneeze ever again in my life. I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> It'd be awful. <laughs> Well, I've always wondered what happens if you okay. So you're driving and you're sneezing, right? And you let's say you do cause an accident. Are you like liable for that? I mean, what's maybe this is a question for our, our legal counsel? But like, you know, I, I I'm sure somebody's crossed the center line, like coughing fit, sneezing fit, something like that. I mean, this guy, God bless him for not like causing an interstate to explode with the. <laughs> <laughs> open throat that he just fucking calls ends up at the Mick Dundee Memorial Hospital <laughs> in N- Nile Nileville. Yeah, but that I've I've had like two or three sneezes in a row while driving and have had, had like hold on to the wheel uh you know just pray that nothing happens about six you know five to seven seconds of like I don't know moderate brown out the blackout and then, like, okay, all right, whew, nothing happened except for a bunch of fucking snot on my steering wheel and, and, and horn, which I just wipe up with my hand, and I don't actually clean up ever. This becomes a crusty mess every every July. <laughs> the, the corner of that, the corner in the, like, little sliver slash border of the Hyundai emblem on my horn gets a little just, you know, you get a toothpick in there about six months later and just kind of check when you start oh, detailing nice. it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Are you gonna do that with the Tesla? Make sure with the, the big is that T gonna be uh, chromed out, dude? As much as I'm paying for this fucking car, like I, I I've got to like retrain myself to like not be me, because every car I've ever had, uh, the passenger seat basically becomes a a dumpster uh, within about I don't know six to eight weeks. Like water bottles, uh, apple cores, banana peels, you name oh, it. Oh, you leave like. Fruit fucking that's crazy drippings all in no, there. I mean, water bottles and stuff. For like, I yeah. mean, I'll put them in like a they'll, they'll end up in like a Walmart bag, like wrapped around a few times, and then uh, you know, eventually the nature runs its course and they probably get a little soupy at some point, but then they dry out. But no, definitely not doing that, definitely not doing that with this car. So far, I don't, I'm so scared of messing this car up that I haven't left anything in it at all. Like, mm. I'm like, I'm just like nervous. Man, next time your kid, the next time your kid has a sneeze, you better tell him to hold that shit. You ain't yeah. getting your fucking snot. You better tear your tracheal tube, bro. Sure. What is the worst weird injury you've ever had? Like I know you broke your leg years ago. But... Yeah, I broke my leg playing soccer. So weird. Um... I'm just saying, it's an injury, dick face. <laughs> yeah, weird. I know it. Like I, I was talking on the phone. Uh, in someone's yard. Now I was drinking and it was dark out, but I wasn't I wasn't loaded and not realizing that the, the, the yard stayed flat while the sidewalk went downhill. So the mm. facade of this 
of this front yard <clears throat> group, you know, increasing height rapidly. And I was stepping off talking on the phone at like one foot and then got deep into conversation and walked about 10 feet down, not realizing that the height of this facade went to six feet and then stepped oh. off not knowing it. Yeah. Nice. And it was like my fucking body became an accordion. It's like, <laughs> it's like the worst. First of all, like I sprained my ankle without rolling it. Just blunt force pure, trauma. Pure force. Yeah. And, um, I had it, it knocked the wind out of me the worst I've ever ever had the wind knocked out of me ever in my life. Literally laid on the ground for probably five minutes. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I just I remember we you know back in the day in our early twenties we would climb on top of the uh, the elementary school. That's and right. I, did you ever get up there? Yeah. Oh, many times. Okay. Well, it's got that weird like rubbery white kind of mat or something on top of it I don't, I don't know like what it is it's some kind of weathering anyway the um the gutters there were certain gutters that ran flat across the top of the roof well there was also like this like three and a half foot drop at one point and the gutter ran right along that edge but at night you get a little like vertigo up there and I kind of clipped my foot on the gutter and when I went to step down I thought I was stepping back down onto the same level surface that was on the other side of the gutter, not knowing there was a three and a half foot drop. So I'm going, huh, 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 whack. And I landed in a way that my ankle, if I just twist it a little bit, will still make a loud crack sound like you're cracking a knuckle. I mean, that thing was jacked for, for months. And technically, mm. I guess now, 25 years. So, so wait a minute. Um, because when you said it, when I got on top of the school, you're saying the weirdest injury of your life is when you misjudged, uh, I don't know, some sort of like gutter flashing and in, in a, a three-foot drop-off. It wasn't when you attempted to jump off the school into bushes, miss said bushes, land on your ass, and then what did you describe? If you had a boner, you could have deep-throated yourself? Yeah, I think that was probably the – should have been the, um, the known outcome of that scenario. Okay. So I don't say that's weird. I'd say that was like – what did you not did you not expect that that wasn't strange at all that's exactly mm -hmm. how that should have played itself out yeah i'd agree you know what you're getting yourself into when you're jumping off buildings <laughs> alan do you have any freak injuries uh not i've been lucky i've never broken a well that's a lot i'm gonna tell a story that maybe is my only broken bone uh that's never been medically confirmed but it's still an issue to this day. Fucking in high school, we had the one piece desks, as you do. You know what I mean? With the chairs mm -hmm. and the, yeah, like the old school shit. And so I went to an all boys high school. If you if you hadn't picked up on that over the course of listening to us and fucking I remember I went into fucking history class. I was probably I, I might have been freshman or sophomore and fucking my buddy, motherfucking John Mulholland. Son of a bitch. I haven't talked to that guy probably since like two years after I graduated high school. Dick bag. Like, I went to go sit down. And he just pulled the desk out. And I oh. sat flat on my fucking tailbone. <clears throat> and like, to this day, like, if I'm sitting in the wrong fucking like wet, like shape for too long, like, I just get a ache in my fucking tailbone. Like, I definitely cracked my coccyx and fucking <laughs> just was 13 and was like, I'm fine. Like,. <laughs> I'm good to go. But yeah, other than that, nothing really crazy that I, that really comes to mind. 
trying to think. Hey, well, did you say you used to just so you talked to him from then until you got? Yeah, you I got mean, he was my homeboy. He was just uh-huh. fucking around, but I like I definitely I I think I fucking punched him. <laughs> or I, I used to, I had a mate I had a habit of open hand slapping motherfuckers because I thought it embarrassed you, uh, and it did. A lot of people just were like, "Oh fuck, I guess that's just how that's ending." Uh, yeah. So I don't. I definitely fucking hit, but he was my homeboy. It was just a good, some good fucking, good old fashioned all boys ruckus. Except he probably permanently damaged me. Wes, did you guys still play rugby uh, at soccer practice after uh, old yeah, George Reynolds uh, left? It was uh, for, for a couple of years, not my entire tenure, but a couple of years, yeah. Because they used to do the upperclassmen versus the lowerclassmen, which obviously was very fair. You know, boys yeah, who right. had not gotten the uh, the pubetic juice just yet versus basically grown men. And mm-hmm. I remember I was, uh, oh man, I was still, I was fast back then. I got the ball. I'm running. I'm cutting up the uh, the end line, and then here comes uh, R- Rory Rickson, and he fucking, dude, he planted his fist into my diaphragm, and I literally felt knuckles touch my spinal column, <laughs> and then he twisted around and somehow rock bottomed me like I was some sort of like Dragon Ball Z character with like a like a, a like a ten hit point, and just pounded me into the ground, and I remember that was the worst. Like, no breath I've ever had in my life. And I remember George Reynolds running up to me and grabbing me by the front of the waistband and, like, lifting me up off the ground so everybody could see my cock and balls. And just, like, he's like, just relax. Just relax. (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like the fact that everybody could see my dick was, like, it, it was... That was more of a concern than the lack of oxygen in my brain, and somehow it did cause me to start breathing again. So, eh, you know, when in Rome, that's <laughs> uh, brain it's, does funny stuff. It's, it's right, especially like yeah, the the the, uh, the the I guess the the ever present. I wonder what people are thinking of me, teenage mind. Mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. a, in a moment where you had, as you described, knuckles went from your <laughs> diaphragm and hit your spinal cord, and you were having <clears throat> not just trouble, probably legitimate, you know, emergency level issues, getting oxygen into your lungs. Like, oh my god, everyone can see my dick. This is me. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Let go of my waistband. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I, hope the, I hope the field hockey team's not looking. <laughs> Basically. It was definitely like that something about Mary moment when he zipped his balls into his zipper. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you get it all the way to the top? (laughs) Actually, one of my, there's a very, very incredibly glossed over line from that movie where he does it, yells, and then they said, all right, someone's coming in. And the dad first walks in. Uh, You know what I'm talking about? That scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes like, "What? What in the hell is going on here? Did you shit yourself or something?" He goes, "Oh, I, I wish." <laughs> he would have rather shat himself than than got his balls fucking and dick sliced into a zipper. I get it. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I would one hundred percent agree. You could have cleaned up that. I. You know what I love about that whole that whole thing is that they were cognizant. They knew it was funny to have his balls into the zipper, right? Yeah. But they had no real explanation as to how that was physically possible. So they made that the joke. How'd you get it all the way to the top? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even know the answer to that. They just knew they wanted that scene. 
and they didn't know how to make it medically possible, and so they just made that the joke. Doesn't the fireman ask that? How'd yeah. you get it all the way to the top? I think yeah. a couple of them do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And speaking of weird, uh, weird injuries, when like he zips it up and it cuts to like we got a bleeder. Apparently, they, they the uh, like the the hydraulic on the the medical cart gave way and it goes down. They left it in the movie because it's funny, but he he hit he hits his head and has yeah. like a minor concussion. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you keep it in the movie? I mean, that's like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with the uh, the editing choice. <laughs> well, that's like, and not to change subjects to serious, but like in Django Unchained, is it Django? Like where uh, DiCaprio is like the plantation guy, and yeah. he like yeah, he slams yeah. the glass down, and like legit like gets himself a, like a four stitch cut in his hand, and he he just kept going. And it was just like, everybody was just like, fuck, if he's going to keep going, we better not break character. And DiCaprio just starts wrapping his hand in a napkin, just keeps talking. That's the scene they use. Yep. I love that. that (sighs) There you go. That's for you. you. Have you ever done that, by the way? Uh, Nip the the sack with a a zipper? I want to say once or twice. I think like... I, I learned pretty quick that you better be a little, be a little more careful. I think he was like 13, 14. And I'm like, okay, yeah, done peeing. Okay. All right, that's enough. No, I never, uh, no, never the sack. I will say that I did, like, the only time that happened was when I was younger. And I I had just regular ass boxers, like some kind of fucking animal. Uh, <laughs> and I got, I, like, I, I got, like, the, the the head just to scotch. I was like, oh, and then ever again, nope. Yeah, went, that was the last time I ever went commando. I was wearing some jeans. Uh, I actually cl- clipped the underside, clipped the underside of the shaft, and I was just like, nope, we're done. Just we ain't doing this ever again. <laughs> you said it like you were in commando. <laughs> nope, Thank you. Just, we ain't never doing this again. Folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to step aside. We're going to let three of our good friends, the Cuckster, the Colonel, and Nasha Dumbass, uh, tell you a little about the Christmas lore, the Christmas spirit, where they come from, what they do, and then they're going to lead you into Fun Fact Friday. Uh, Stick around. We'll be back before you go, but, uh, you know, enjoy. Well, hello, friends. Colonel here. Over the last several years, I've taken some time to share some of my wonderful memories of Christmas past. But it's time to make some new wonderful memories with you, live and in person, through the magic of a Christmas miracle. Hello, friends. It's me, your ghost from Christmas past, the Coinal. But what would a Christmas be without friends? I brought some very special individuals along with me this afternoon to say hello, to say hi, and to experience some jovial friendliness. First, a man I met back in 1944 on the streets of Calcutta. I was busy in the middle of the street, huffing and puffing about some mocha-skinned Indian lass. When this man came about, he's from the 18... Whatevers. I don't know where the fuck he's from, but his name is Nostradamus, your ghost of Christmas future. Uh, Good good evening. Good evening, Nostradamus. It's because of this man I amassed my fortune and I amassed my empire. And now your ghost of Christmas present, I'm presently banging the shit out of his wife. We call him the Cuckster, and you can find him on the internets at Cuckster for Life. 
here he is, the cuckster himself. Welcome, now, sir. Captain, I appreciate it, and I do recall that instance uh, just a few years ago when, when you were given the inverted uh, chicken thigh to my to my third wife at the time. She's since moved on, but uh, I, you taught me a lot, and I appreciate all the all the kind-heartedness you've given me. I'm happy to be here at your house on Christmas. Well, it's years of experience and years of penicillin that have gotten me to where I am today. So, gentlemen, um, the fine gentlemen at the middle class holes have given us their platform to have a little bit of a conversation with the people here at Christmas time. And I know that I've chimed in so many times over the years, and I'd like to give you all an opportunity to maybe uh, tell the folks uh, what it means to feel the spirit of the Christmas. The Cuckster, would you would you like to start? Well, the Cuckster and his wife always like to take the time to to look at the fortunate things of life. You know, take the time to understand what you have and what you don't have. And what we like to do, and what I invoke the Christmas spirit is, I like to upgrade from our regular room two thirty three at the Motel Six and get ourselves a suite over at the Econo Lodge, just across the way, about 300 yards down the road. Something that goes from 200 to 400 thread count, queen size to king size, one sink to two sink, single, jetted, something in, something in the goddamn bathroom that goes from one stream to three streams, and you can get your skin all nice and you know lathered up. Well, but, from uh, my experience, your wife goes from one stream to three streams rather quickly. Nostra dumbass, right. what have you... You've experienced uh, a many a Christmas from uh, from what I have unearthed about mm-hmm. you. Now, I know I met you a long, long time ago in 1948 in those streets of Calcutta, and I said you were from the 1800s, but that's the first time I had seen your writings. In a diary I had found off of the Ayatollah Khomeini. Don't ask me why I was in Iran dealing with those hoochie-boochies, but that's where I found you. Tell everybody about what we have to look forward to this year. Oh, oh the Colonel, I, I, I thank you for having me on. I, I do remember you uh, trying to do a little bit of the Mumbai moon dance with a young lady, if I do remember correctly. So oh, You will remember just fantastically. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, many Christmases, as you said, I, I, I use this time to look forward, to look towards the future, and to see that maybe... Things are going to get better. But maybe things are going to get worse. I, I'm not quite sure yet. But I think for this evening, the rest of the evening will be a fantastic show of camaraderie, friendship, and family. And that's what it's really all about. Well, not, not your dumbass. Let me put in here for a second because I do, uh, do want to ask you, will, will the cuckster ever find true love? My good man. I think you find true love every evening when your wife is taking the pile driver from the colonel. That's right. Isn't it? Isn't that love? Is that not love? <laughs> it's love in my book. It's lo- it's lovely. I it may be a little bit different. Now, Colonel, uh, what would you recommend for a man who's going to sit in the corner? of a hotel room for anywhere from 35 to 50 minutes. Uh, and he's worked up a little bit of an appetite watching his wife just take mm. hammers after hammers from grown men that aren't myself. Mm. You're talking about a, a nice, delightful treat from one of my delightful restaurants set up here clear across this fine nation of ours? Uh, I would appreciate it, absolutely. Mm. Something high-carb, high-fat content, and... Oh. Lots of protein, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend yourself a, a nice, juicy southern biscuit with some thick, hot 
creamy gravy. I think that's what's on the menu for the Cuckster tonight. Mm. Wow. I can't. The, the gravy, that hit home. Oh, it hit more than home. <laughs> it hit a chin and maybe a nipple, uh, mm. a thigh, and one time, waywardly, uh, right in my eye. I, I, I don't think the biscuits will be the only thing getting gravy this evening, Cuckster. No, and maybe a maybe a nice juicy thigh. Um, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> the colonel's getting a little worked up here. I'm sorry. Let me uh let me take a pause here now, Nostra Dumbass. Um, mm. wh- what is it about this holiday that uh that really brings out the best in the peoples in the world? And what can we have to look forward to based on the newfound joy coming with the holiday spirit? Well, my good friend, the colonel, it's. It's it's truly just a special season. Many many different people around the world over the centuries, as you know, I've seen seen them come and go. Take this time to really reflect, and 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 look at their fellow man as as a true partner in this world, a, a difficult world that we live in. So, I, I, what I foresee, at least right now, is 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 positivity and giving and love around the world, at least for a couple of nights before we most likely devolve into a, an apocalyptic war. But we'll discuss. Well, Cuxter, I, I have a, uh, a bit of an audible that I'd like to uh, uh, call it the line of scrimmage, if you will, and if you would oblige me. I've stolen these uh, five fun facts from that little fucker who likes to look like a, uh, like a tinker toy, if you know what I mean. By Tinker. Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the politically correct phrase these days. Uh, but do. a Tinker, he does look. The bald sergeant. I know which one you're talking about. And <laughs> I was wondering if you would oblige me in a, 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 a parlaying this into a Fun Fact Friday. Sergeant, anything you want, let fire away. Let's get to it. Uh, this, of course, Fun Fact Friday is being brought to you by our good friend who joins us right now. He is the Cuxta for life on the Instagram. And now it is officially time for five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Did you know when RKO purchased the rights to Philip Van Dorn Stern's story, The Greatest Gift, which would become the basis for the It's a Wonderful Life, they did so with the plan of having Cary Grant in the lead. Oh, I knew Cary Grant. And he couldn't lead a goddamn thing. He couldn't lead a horse to water, and he couldn't lead a whore to a penis. After failing to get any traction with the story, they sold the rights to Frank Carper's Liberty Pictures, who went on to make it with old Jimmy Stewart in the lead. You know, I always think, and that I've seen It's a Wonderful Life one time, and it absolutely disgusts me because uh, everyone gets what they want at the end. Uh, everyone... <laughs> has their hearts filled with love and joy and everything turns out okay and that's not the way the world is and that's not the way the cuckster lives so uh no jimmy stewart no jimmy stewart robert page jimmy plant jimmy superfly snooker i don't give a goddamn who showed up in that movie i should care who shows up at room 233 at the motel six at 8 p.m cook clock that's a that's an interesting take on the world here you uh you see the uh the Nostra Dumbass made a hell of a fortune being a fortune teller for, for centuries. Is that not correct, Nostra Dumbass? Well, that's, that's very true, friend. That's very true, my friend. But, you know, I, I actually, I used to know the, the pimp 
Mr. Provide Cary Grant, many of his many of his ladies of the evening, and might I even say a boy of the evening from time That's to why. time. I was always under the impression that he was a tinker toy himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did pretty well for himself, that pimp. He's a good friend of mine. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I made a hell of a living uh, frying up a chicken or two in the uh, old back of a gas station. Parlayed that straight into a multi-million dollar franchise there, Cuxter. So, uh, uh, a chin-up, like your wife. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the world will look up to you. Well, for my wife, it's chins up, but uh, I understand the gesture. Did you know Jane Austen, who was born on December 16th, 1775, was an accomplished home brewer? Her specialty was spruce beer. Now, I've had a spruce beer or two in my day, and I can tell you right now, that is a depressing drink. And I understand why she went ahead and killed herself. She was a homely gal. Maybe she should have had a few more before she stuck her head in that oven. Spruce, spruce beer and sarsaparilla, the, the, the beverages of a depressed, <laughs> middle-aged woman. Cuxter, what's your drink of choice these days? <clears throat> I tell you what, uh, usually, uh, <clears throat> decompose sweat. That uh, lingers on the bed sheets. Now you said Jane Austen. Now it reminds me of a gentleman that I once had a farlay with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if you remember that that uh <clears throat> that that shaved head punk who couldn't cuck his way out of a wet paper bag saturated in semen from Peruvian men. Oh, Cuckster four Cuckster three Cuckster's room three seventy seven said I just fucks something else. I was waiting on your point there about the old stone cold, but it just never seemed to materialize. I'm Sergeant, I'm on point all the time. I'm a goddamn colonel. If oh. you call me Sergeant one more time, I'm going to whip out one of my world-famous, famous bowls, and I'm going to dump it across your stupid bald head until your blisters pop and pus runs down the eye socket. I apologize. I had a long-standing feud with a gentleman named Sergeant Slaughter, and you kind of remind me of him. Now, the only... Slaughtering that happens these days is slaughter her, and by her I mean my wife, in the motel room, of course. <laughs> That's, well, apology accepted. <laughs> Did you know the iconic ticking of the 60-minute stopwatch was successfully trademarked by CBS? Those goddamn fools. How what kind, of, what kind of world do we live in where you can trademark a goddamn ticking of a clock? It's uh, a a world, a world that I kind of want to live in personally, you know. I've I've I foresaw money taking over the world, and if you can't buy the ticking of a clock or the sound of yourself breathing and monetize it, then what's the point? Well, I bought happiness. It's achievable. That's exactly. That's why. How about I go you, Gunster? I go to the <laughs> KFC every day. When you, when you say network television like this, I can't help but think of NBC because they trademarked the peacock. And cock is the is the word that I usually cue in on when I think about that. Well, if you're asking me, I think if you're asking me, I think your wife should trademark P because she sure takes a lot of it. <laughs> That's right. We usually we, we usually don't dabble in wet work, but <laughs> when when in Motel Six. <laughs> 
<laughs> when in Camden, New Jersey, do as the Camden, New Jersey I do. That's, that's right. Yeah. When you when you had to when there's such a thing in these podunk towns known as Motel Six Miles, <laughs> it doesn't happen too often. Uh, 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 the Motel Six reward points are big bugs. It's, that right. <laughs> it's like a punch card at a, uh, at a at a soft serve ice cream machine. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you know? Good bubble bap, <laughs> Good bubble wrap cushion a fall. Well, while we don't recommend you test it, one theory says maybe. In 2011, Wired crunched the numbers and estimated that one needed 39 layers of bubble wrap in order to survive a fall out of a six-story window. Now, I do know in the early days of the uh, franchise, and we had a lot of mailers going out and lots of bubble wrap hanging around the shops, and I needed to see if old David Thomas could survive a fall from the third-story window of my establishment. So I did, in fact, wrap him in three rolls of bubble tape. He broke 14 ribs. You only have 12, but he somehow managed. <laughs> yeah, but he was okay and lived to tell another day. I vaguely recall the uh, Wendy's ads that, that used to play on uh, WWF superstars and Saturdays in the late 80s. And if I, my memory serves me correct, he was a fat bastard, wasn't he? Uh, he, was a, he was a husky man. Okay. Uh, not his own fault. He, uh, he suffered several industrial accidents, mostly in my at my hands. Uh, in the early days, it was just me and Davy, And if we needed to send somebody down to the bottom of the gravy vat, well, it was old Davy. If we had a fryer that looked like it was tinkering a little bit too tacky-ticky, and we had to have old Davy test the screws, and, well, we didn't like to depressurize back in those days, and every now and again, we'd have ourselves a wayward fryer just explode right in the face of that young man. He could never grow facial hair or had eyelids, but he was a good helper. And I compensated him adequately <laughs> to my standards. <laughs> he never really understood the business, which is why he came up with square burgers. <laughs> Unusual, lad. Well, uh, he lost his ability to see shape. And that's really where this came from. He was, uh, he was what you might call autistic uh, by today's standards. Uh, but it wasn't genetic. It was mainly due to uh, what you might call the CTE by today's scientific methods, yes. Ah, yes, it's, uh, we used to call it the brain scramblies, I understand. As a matter of fact, there were two, uh, two gentlemen that I, that I wrestled with back in the day, the Bushwhackers, uh, Butch and Luke. Uh, you know, I understand what you're saying. The case of the stupid brains really paid into their uh, characters really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bushwhackers, uh, mm-hmm. where's your wife going to be in about 45 minutes? 45 minutes, I'd say right now. Oh, maybe polishing off a couple of those fingerlings that we got from the uh, stamps that you gave us. You know, the, the buy one, get one free over at the uh, KFC Taco Bell combo. Oh. Now, I like to mix the two, especially when I'm in the corner. Whoo-wee! A little bit of a little bit of country fried gravy with the fingerling dipped in and a soft taco with ultra hot sauce. The cuckster runs wild at that point. <laughs> and finally, did you know, 14 years after rolling up to Clark Griswold's house in a rundown old RV in 1989's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid, got a seasonal saga of his own with the made-for-TV Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. 
which premiered on this day 20 years ago. I had no goddamn idea that Randy Quaid was able to successfully uh, get himself a, a sequel to a tried-and-true American classic. I've, I've foretold a lot of things, but I never would have seen that coming. By the way, uh, Nostra Dumbass, what is Randy Quaid up to uh, uh, on this particular day? Where is he and why? Looking in my mind's eye, I, I believe he is emptying a shitter that is full. That's my, my understanding. I don't really know what that means in, in modern terms, but that's what I'm seeing. Now, Cuxta. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for paying such astute attention. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about the the pageantry of a, a cousin Eddie movie. <laughs> have you even? Ha you, you, I know that you have a uh, a deep knowledge of very uh, uh, rare and random films and actors. Um, were you even aware that there was a, a Christmas Vacation Part D starring the one and only Randy Quaid? Well, let me tell you something. When the cuckster is full-blown cucking, 45, 60 minutes, sometimes two hours, depending upon how much these gentlemen do or do not pay, or what they try to parlay into a three-for-one. I don't even know what the hell that is. There's a lot of cable television from some very, very crummy channels that plays on that 16-inch square, big box, big back box television at these Motel 6s, and I have never come across a Randy Quaid Cousin Eddie movie Ever. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist out in the cosmos. The Cuxter just hasn't looked far enough. But goddamn it, I tell you what, that's going to be the soundtrack for the next big cuckamania coming up. Well, and that officially concludes our Fun Fact Friday. But before we conclude this, uh, this adventure that we're going on together as a part of the spirit of Christmas, I believe that me and the Cuxter... Uh, I have a few questions for you, uh, Nostradamus. I believe it have to do with us and our particular futures. And Cuxta, I would like to start with you. That's right. Well, I asked you earlier, Nostradamus, about will the Cuxta ever find love? But let me get a little more broad. Let me get a little more big. Let me get a little more python-y for you. <laughs> let me get a little more saying your prayers to the big man up top about your wife orgasm and over and over again eating your vitamins, mainly the blue pills. And something else, I don't even remember. I think smoke my cigarettes after my wife has had sex. What is the future of cucking? Is it, is it, is it the status quo for the next year? Or is it bigger and better cucks around the world? I think the, the promise of, of, of cucking in the future is, is extremely promising. Bigger dicks. Varieties of, varieties of ethnicities. Natives that we've never even heard of. Sometimes even unfound natives. On, on islands in the Pacific, I believe there are some. Just all, all of the colors and flavors and, and sights of dicks pounding good men like yours' wives is, is truly going to be commonplace across the globe. I, I, I have good feeling for you, Cuckster. You, 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 you stick with it. I tell you what, I, I asked the same question to the Magic 8-Ball that I keep on me all times, and <clears throat> it was very short-winded. That right there, 
made me sexually aroused and the cuckster hasn't been sexually aroused in damn near 15 years. <laughs> thank, thank you, Nostra dumbass. Oh. You're, you're welcome, my son. Funny enough, I did a magic eight ball in the parking lot before we started. I actually created the magic eight ball. Both, well, both, both the game and the one that the colonel's speaking of. The, both the game and the stimulant? Yes, correct. This beard is actually 100% black, but not today. <laughs> Ooh, not today. <laughs> and before we go, uh, one question uh, for me. Now, I've been dead since 1980, so I was just wondering, <clears throat> will the coinal ever make his way from this hell on earth known as purgatory? Now, I've repented for most of my sins in my own particular way, and I've only killed three men that the American government knows of. One, I was acquitted of in self-defense. Number two, the Geneva Convention found me innocent of those charges. And number three, well, I lied a little bit. Number three hasn't been found in the woods of Calcutta just yet. But I want to know if I have repented these sins. Will I one day make my way to a pearly gate? Well, Colonel... The murders are of no consequence. Good. You, you sit where you are. Dirty. You sit where you are for one reason. And that's because hundreds of years prior to your delicious chicken hitting the market, you stole my recipe of 11 herbs and spices. And for that, you will forever rot. I love you. The moon by moon dance will never leave my mind. But you will stay there forever. I apologize. Speaking of 11 herbs, <laughs> Those are my, my spices. I think there's 11 men named Herb hanging out at the most South 6 with Tuxter's wife right about now. Is that, that's a matter of fact, yeah, I got to tell you that if, if, if I'm not there, if, if a tree falls in the woods, can, can, can you hear the cucking? Uh, if I'm uh, not in the corner, is it considered a cuck? That's a gangbang. Could, Not could on Nostra, my watch. Could Nostra dumbass ask ask the cuckster a question? Oh, with with all those God. herbs outside the door, is your wife's name Peaches? <laughs> uh, not legally, but you know, given and, given to her I, after uh, after after tonight, I think I'm I'm gonna brand it right on her ass. It's <laughs> a good idea. I might need some help. Do you have any cast iron, uh, uh, Captain? <laughs> Oh, I've got plenty of cast iron for you. And it ain't going to be your name on her ass. It'll be the colonel himself. Well, all I have to say is this as a parting message. And that is Merry Christmas to all you middle class holes out there. And may God have mercy on your souls. And welcome back to the middle class holes, Foxman, Allen, and Murr. Uh, I'd like to thank the colonel, the cuckster, and Nasha Dumbass for filling in for about 15 to 20 minutes to give us their take on, I don't know, what, Christmas spirit, spreading the Yuletide cheer, uh, the original Colonel's recipe, fortune telling, and sitting in the corner and watching your wife get smashed out by yeah. random men, all while reading. What did Murray, you gave him the facts, right? You said you, you shipped yeah. them over? I, and, well, yeah. he, he stole them from me because he doesn't give a shit about other people. I was actually just surprised that the Colonel was, uh, you know, rather well mannered, not as racist as I was, uh, Expecting, yeah, that's always a plus. That's a, that's they, always a plus. Reasonably sober. To not be, to not we be. Got him, we got him early. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's only ten thirty. Uh, yeah, give it another hour. Coking, coking, boozed up. Um, tonight before you go, we had a uh, a wild year. What's this? I, okay, hold on. So, 
the CS4 fetishes of the year, but it says 2024. Is this like up? Are they? Is this a Nasha dumbass thing? No, yeah. I, I no, I think it's just a 2024. Like moving into 2024, this is yeah. like the the trends from the past year. Yeah. Okay, so it and by the way, CS4 is clips for sale. <clears throat> no, not not exactly familiar uh, with this, okay, but okay, okay. the fetish of the upcoming year is, or actually, what uh, <clears throat> of twenty? Okay, I Wes, think, listen, listen. I got it. I got it. It's this year. It's it's 2023's fetish of the year. Yes. awarded starting in the 2024. Correct. Giantess. Yes, I wasn't sure what this was, and then I decided to go straight to the source and yeah. uh, and and type it in. I thought, okay, Alan, do you know what this is? I would assume that it means like, like a perspective of like a lady's like a big lady, like a giant. You know what I mean? Like a big lady. Is giantess, that what I'm well, it doesn't necessarily be lady. It could be maybe okay. a giant. Giantess is an expression of macrophilia, a, a sexual fascination with yeah. giants or giant objects. In popular clips, giantesses can be uh, all aggressive and all powerful, humiliating. Uh, they're tiny charges. They can be goddesses to be worshipped using point of POV, point of view, to emphasize their uh, greatness. Uh, they can use special effects, props using green screens or toys to represent their ability to crush. Uh, they can also be vicarious and all-consuming, bringing their subjects inside themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I thought this was going to be like, I don't know, like guys my size with like six foot four women that maybe practice some CrossFit. So I went and I looked it up. No, no, no. This is like women that are pretending to be like Godzilla and they're grabbing like little men like the size of my jewel and then putting them inside of them. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't like an Amazonian thing, you know. That's not. Big, that's big not how I thought that sentence was going to end. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like stepping on them, smashing them, putting them inside of them. Yes, uh, maybe inside of their mouth just for funsies. So you get a nice POV of like the back of the teeth and a guy going like no, and then they goes in, and then she's like, ooh. You're nice and wet, and then she goes, Rawr. and then you see a whole different set of lips, <laughs> equally as moist, by the way. Okay, interesting. Fetish of the year, Alan. Your thoughts? <laughs> Weird. And I'm a short guy. I mean, maybe this appeals to me, but it doesn't. I don't like it. No, you won't like it. And if you do look it up, it is. Um, no, sometimes with these like fetishes, you're like, okay, I can see how somebody's into that. I can't see how anybody's into this. Not for like, for entertainment purposes, potentially, but for the purposes that they're intended on a pornographic website. Ah, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not not doing anything for me. Like I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna say again. I'm a short guy, and I've been known, you know, to find a nice. Taller lady, something of a conquest, very attractive to me. It's fine. It's just psychological for me. But I, I ain't going this far. I don't want to be swallowed or eaten or stepped on. That sounds fucking. <laughs> oh, I mean, I want to be swallowed, but like you know, not that way. So <laughs> it's different. <laughs> so yeah, this isn't for me. This is kind of weird. Yeah. I, I'll have to check it out. I've definitely seen. I think the word on like you know the P Hub. But I just haven't checked it out because I was like, doesn't seem to interest me. 
Well, so, there's we'll definitely different, um, how shall we say this, different budgets. Um, <laughs> I believe it. And uh, the, the lower budget films are um, I just, I, yeah, they better, they hope they paid those ladies quite a bit. I mean, we're talking like she's like pretending like a G.I. Joe is a real person and just like talk. I'm going to put you where you don't belong. And then it's, oh, my God. Okay. And then they cut to the guy's face. And then, yeah, it's just, yeah, look, bottom line is, like, porn ain't, porn ain't hard, man. Just naked film it done. Yeah. Thousand views. That's why it's the, the fetish of the year. Uh, the runner-up was Gooning. G-O-O-N-I-N-G. Gooning? Yeah, few fetishes represent the modern condition uh, more than gooning, where constant engagement with their screens and endless access to porn meld into a telephonic fetish that's equal part celebration and degradation. Um, gooning, let's see here. That's a lot of 25-cent words. Yeah, you yeah. just said a lot of shit that still doesn't tell me like what that means. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't get an actual. That's it. It's actually it. Well, <clears throat> the next one is uh, dollification. While we're while you're waiting on gooning, do you want to wait? No, I mean you can go. Do, I mean dollification is the the flip side of giantess. Is dollification the dominant kink where you can theoretically uh, be a puppet master, but as the film Barbie showed audiences, the perfect doll is never fully under your control. So oh, it's God. You know, what Gen Zer fucking wrote this article. God. <clears throat> Yeah. Then they give a uh, most searched fetishes 2023. Um, I, I will point out uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states, including three in the Pacific Northwest, Washington, uh, Oregon, and Idaho, was diaper. That oh. also includes uh, Colorado, Nebraska, uh, was that Kentucky, and <laughs> Ohio. Right next to Ohio, to the left of it, the great state of Indiana is the only one that had fart. <laughs> like, like, get this go ahead that just seems like a regional thing like you know where all the corn and cheese is like yeah they're into that kind of shit i will say giantess is all i mean california nevada utah uh to um arizona texas arkansas uh what state is that i think that that's kansas i'm pretty sure because all right, South Dakota, yoga pants. That's not fetish. That's normal. That's no. I mean, how's that fetish? Like, I, I there's not a man alive who doesn't like to see a good like ass in yoga pants. Yeah, but I think you're thinking of it like like wrong. Like you gotta think of it as in a dirtier way. Like, yeah, we all like fucking seeing asses in yoga pants. It's just, I mean, you could substitute yoga pants for fucking really tight jeans or really tight any pants. It's just yeah. fucking paint. But, like, these sure. guys sexualize the paint. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see yoga pants, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to fucking touch them panted fucking cheeks. You no, know what I mean? I'm I... just like, look at the present. Thank you for that presentation, lady. Mm. Appreciate it. Are you, are you talking about, like, on a hanger? Like, they're just, like, into the pant? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I, I think that's probably not that far fucking off, honestly, now that you, had, you posit it. But... <laughs> Like, like, like you ever seen, yeah, I'm, all right, I, I'm sure we've seen some pornography where, like, some fucking dick bag 
porn star, like, she's in jeans, and instead of taking the jeans off, he just, like, rips a pussy hole. And yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, no, that's that, insane. Like, that, no, that's, that's probably what I'm, what we're getting at. Like, you know, it's like fair. a big yoga scene, and, like, stepmom's doing yoga because everything's fucking stepmom now, and then fucking stepson comes in and like, fuck, give me that. And yeah, just, no, okay. Now, that, well, that, I will say, starts to, like, blur the lines between just, like, normal like male thought process and a little bit of fetish but that's yeah. not that weird i mean you're going from like seeing like like an apple bottom ass to like i'm a skyscraper <laughs> i'm going i'm going to dip you in maple syrup and put you inside me that's a, that, that to me that's a that, that's just worlds apart well see yeah but like i think you got to keep in mind is like a fetish is a fetish it doesn't have to be weird it's just a fetish. Like, you know what I mean? What if you, like, really, like, like you prefer blowjobs to fucking fucking? That's your fetish. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily yeah. weird. It's just that that's your thing. Like, I, think, I get it. You can't think of a fetish as being necessarily always, like, strange. F- fetish doesn't have to be odd. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? So, like, you like, you like your nipples played with? That's your fetish, buddy. That's not that weird. Uh, <laughs> so I do want to clear a few more things on, on this map here, uh, especially so yoga pants, South Dakota, their brethren to the north, North Dakota, along with Oklahoma, North and South Carolina had wrestling or wrestling. Mm. Uh, I did have a question about this. Vermont, Michigan, Iowa, VOR, V-O-R-E. I have no idea what that is. Do you, you guys familiar with VOR? Nope. Alan, know. you might have to open it up a new window Looks and like look I got up. got another uh, window going. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple of the other states that just had one, you know, like no other state. This was a single state that was the most searched uh, fetish for that particular state. Uh, was this Wyoming CPR? <laughs> um, oh my god! Uh, oh Miss- no! Mississippi ball busting, Louisiana socks. Um, <laughs> let's see here: Missouri pantyhose, Connecticut smoking. And then um, uh, Alaska sissy. Interesting. Oh. And then wow. if you want to say Tennessee in the District of Columbia, Columbia is not a state, but we'll, we'll go ahead and throw it in there. Tickling. That Alaska <laughs> thing's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Like, sissy. You one of them sissy boys? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, guys are out there being like overtly masculine all day, and they're like, I want to just be treated like a lady once. <laughs> It's a, the, the the governor. What was his name? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Ethan Berkowitz. <laughs> and by the way, I I apologize. I didn't want to. I said Iowa, Michigan, and Vermont were the three states. Check that Hawaii was also a vor state. Is it? I mean, is it like voyeurism kind of thing? No. So it is like. The fucking, like, desire to be consumed or to consume. Does that make sense? So, like, like your whole, like, giantess, like, eating thing, like, where they put mm-hmm. them in the mouth, like, that specific part, the mouth part, is the vor. Like, you being eaten, like, is it's a thing. It's like, it's a, it's a philia. Gosh, man, why did, you know, I was really hoping to, like, broaden my horizons with something new and fun and just... The rest of the country has let me down, man. Yeah. 19 states wound up with giantess, and I just, I... I think we just have too much porn, and so now it's getting fucking weird. 
Yeah. You know did, you ever fig- did you ever figure out Gooning? Yeah, I got that one too. So that one's, uh, uh, in short, a form of masturbation that involves edging for a long period of time, resulting in a hypnotic trance-like state. Mm-hmm. So basically it's just fucking slow jerking your dick until you fucking become a mindless fucking cum machine and that's that's it like i think that's that's the gist of it <laughs> slow that is that's that is a great definition yeah slow yeah. jerk your dick until you become a mindless cum machine <laughs> i mean it sounds fun in practice but not in like i don't want to watch anybody do it right yeah i think it's more for the ladies and the guys who like guys you know yeah yeah Oh, by the way, I did want to. There were there were two states that I missed that were <laughs> states that had the single. You know, no other state had a more searched fetish. Uh, New Mexico is latex, and Delaware, the first state, is gagged. Gagged, Good Lord. Yeah, that is a that is a that is a that is a violent <laughs> form of pleasure. Now here's the question: Like you said, gagged, like. Is it like, like you put a ball gag on somebody, or is it like, gag? You know which one is. It? I'm sure if you click into that genre, you might get a, a whole assortment of yeah. gagging. It's fair. Know, choked, choked while they're coming. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, deep throat and deep, not just deep throat, deep throat then held beyond yeah. comfort level. I believe, I believe they call that throat fucking. Oh, mm. God, this is just devolved into. Yeah. <laughs> just, just don't hold your nose while you do it. <laughs> yeah, blow, that's right. Blow that throat out. <laughs> ah, I think there's you a couple this... guys that do that to their actresses. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. There. I don't even like thinking about it. It's just I don't like. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Louisiana and Wisconsin also had socks. Forgot to mention those two. Don't want to leave out the. Like, um... That's such an innocent, fun one. Like yeah, I'm okay. I'm like like I want to high five those people. Like. Yep, just want to see him get banged with socks on. That's right. The whole joke is, we, amongst a group of friends of mine, friends of mine, we say he fucks with socks on, meaning he's uh, a <laughs> schmuck that's of a lower manliness than we are. But yeah, I get it. Just leave those, leave those old cotton swabs on while you're getting it, getting it in. Look, man, sometimes you need traction. I suppose. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's chilly in the room. <laughs> I don't want socks. <laughs> don't want to spoil yeah. the mood. With a little ice cube on the thigh. That's right. That's right. Well, check it out. C4S. I don't. I don't really know how reputable this, this source is, but it's what we're going with tonight. It's what uh, what creates clicks and what creates giants and uh, whatever. Alan, tell all the uh, giantesses and the diapers and the farts and the gaggers and the ball busters where you can find the middle class holes. check all check us out and all of your favorite fetishes uh, basically us performing gooning and bore <laughs> and giantess at clips for sale.com that's www.clips number four sale.com then look us up middle class holes we got a new page guys content for everyone but if you want to keep it fucking PG, check us out at MDO Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter, the Middle Class Holes on Facebook, TikTok, Grinder, Hinge, Bumble. Is that still a thing? We're fucking MySpace. Check us out. And of course, for your listening pleasures, please check us out. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
We should get on something else. I don't know. It just feels right. I feel like I need another one. Put us on title. You need something to add to that? Yeah. Put us on fucking, I don't know. In there, hey, hey Mur, what's what's the mag of fucking podcast platform? Just find it. Oh, get us on there. No, I thought it was like Rumble or something. Now Might it's be. X, right? Get on true. Get on true. Get us on True Social podcast. True mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, get us on fake, not fake news podcasts. Yeah, right. get us on. Get us on Steve Bannon's podcast. Let's get. <laughs> uh, we were a little light on listener comments, so I'm going to carry these over. <clears throat> To next week, which will be our New Year's extravaganza. Check us out. We have some predictions. We have some celebrity deaths. We got a whole lot of fun for you leading out to, uh, you know, putting 2023 in our rear view. New year, new me, 2024. Here we come. Resolutions abound. Uh, otherwise, folks, uh, you know, as the colonel told you, Merry Christmas. And from our family, families and extended, whatever, to yours, Merry Christmas. Be safe, whatever you do. Get drunk, be happy, get full, and uh, have a good time. You guys have anything to say? Well, no. I'm ending it. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hey, I'll see you next time from the Salvation Army. <laughs> I'll get you next time.